And that's why I had to punch that kid in the face. I don't give a fuck. He, He's des- he deserved it. I don't care. Clearly, and so old, did his mom. Six years old. Don't give me attitude. Anyway. <laughs> Greetings and salutations, adventurers, and welcome to Miscast, a recap podcast about the adventures of the Isle of Misfit Rolls, where the world is made up and the dice rolls don't matter. My name is Q, and I will be your podmaster for the evening. It's our second episode where we will be continuing the adventures of the Misfits, and we will once again be taking a bunch of questions from you, the listener, the cast themselves, and probably the most eager and still confused myself. Let's not skip a beat and jump right into the action on this week's episode of Miscast. All right, let's get this kitten in the caboodle, eh? We are going to be taking, we're going to be talking, sorry, about episodes six through 10 and continuing the shenanigans the cast got themselves into last time around. But before we do that, let me fill you in on just exactly what in the nine hells is still going on in this world. We last left you with the crew being transported to a fishing village where a dark presence has been sensed. Navigating towards the church to see if they can lend their skills to the task, they are met by a totally normal and not creepy at all abbot who presents the team with an ultimatum. A bit of information fishing here and a few salty comments there, and the team finds out that every bit of knowledge may come at a price. But hey, it wouldn't be that fun if it was easy, right? They are pointed in the direction, thanks to a friendly seagull, of a mine that is felt to be the force of this unwavering darkness in the small town of Brisbane. With a quick march, they find themselves at the threshold of what will surely be a routine walk through a completely safe mine with no problems at all. To put it quickly and simply, a giant goat, splitting the party is always the best idea, anti-gravity, dead dwarves, and a creepy temple with a solo priest barricaded inside makes for a trying time for the heroes as they find that this mission has possibly has the possibility of leaving a salty aftertaste in their mouths. It's vague again. Get used to it because we do a bullet point style here just to keep you on your toes. That being said, why don't we turn this over to the cast we have tonight and take some questions too. And let's start with the maniacal wizard of this Oz himself, the fearless DM, Mike. Hello. I thought you were going to say Adam at first and I was like, oh, that was mean. (laughs) (laughs) It's not wrong, but. Maniacal wizard. Yeah. How you doing tonight, Mike? Ah, pretty good, you know. Pretty decent. Yeah, you know, trying to stay safe in this crazy time, working as little as possible, but still out there working. Oh, that's true. At the time we're recording this, um, COVID has spread like an absolute wildfire throughout the world, which is great because getting us to play D&D, that's not a great thing at all. Hopefully once this hall settles out, everything will be happy and go lucky again. But for now, let's talk about good things. Let's talk about D&D. How are you feeling through these last five episodes? Pretty good. I've, most of it's gone exactly how I planned. As it always nothing, does, right? Nothing's, none of my plans have been set uh, ablaze just yet, but um, the campaign is still young, and so are uh, at least one of our characters. 
<laughs> well, from listening to you, from listening like to you and listening to the cast, it seems like they've got a pretty good handle of things. They don't seem like the type to just wander off and do crazy things on their own. Yeah. yeah. Well, they almost got themselves killed, but they didn't. <laughs> so luckily, we learned a lesson. Always read your spells. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think I can stress that enough is always read your spells. Is uh, I think one of the best things you can always do, uh, just me personally, as I've played in games and stuff like that, is always throw out the and you're on deck whenever it's a spell caster, just to make sure that they're reading through their spells. Never hurts, right? Yeah. All right, so what I want to do is I want to ask you a couple questions. And we had a bunch sent in from a few people, and some of the questions do overlap, so we'll be you know, jumping back and forth between the questions. Um, if you hear a question that sounded familiar that you asked, it was most likely asked by a few other people as well, but we will get to yours as, as we go along. All right. So Mike, I'm going to ask you a question sent in by Fooey, spelt like Chewy or the other way around. The question's for you. If you were playing, what would your character have been? Ah, I actually did have one plan just in case. Because, you know, I have a bit of a ooh shiny syndrome. So even when I'm playing in other campaigns, I always have at least three on deck. Yeah. And um, the funny thing is, it's really similar to another character's, like the same class as another character, same race, mm -hmm. but a different subclass. I was actually, if I was to be playing, I would have had a human. Mm -hmm. I know, exciting. Bloodhunter. Hey! Don't knock on humans. They're fine. <laughs> Do you get a Fiat level one? No. No, you don't. I could so, be an yeah. interesting race. <laughs> kind of do. But, um... Come with some sort of inherent feat. Gnomes just get advantage against all magic. I'd say that's a feat that's worthwhile. No, that's boring. <laughs> it would have been a uh, lycanthrope uh, a human blood hunter. That's so it would be Order of the Lycan, and, uh, Quick little story on it would be they essentially went all, you know, lycanthrope, werewolf-esque, ate half their village, slashed them all up, and then was arrested in the morning, cowering in a corner, not realizing what he did. So it was a good person, just a, your regular average Joe, who at night decided to eat half his village because he lost control. Nice. That would have been a good idea for a character. Although, you know, Bloodhunter's like, meh. Okay, look, look. I <laughs> feel very attacked right now. Don't you feel attacked. It's just, it's just a, spoo <laughs> it's a spooty class. I'm not a fan of the Bloodhunter. I think it's, I, but that's, you know, personal opinion, right? I mean, I did a write-up on it. If anybody wanted to go into it and find it. Yes, it is quite a so, good write-up. You know, it is. I, I, yeah. We'll post a link to it in the Twitter. How about that? Okay, there we go. I, did I? I don't remember. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> All right, I'm going to pass this question since Erica feels personally attacked. We'll just jump to her. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> After this adventure, this one is sent in by Potable Portkey, actually. This question is, once this is over, do you think you can see everybody in the group in a Battle Royale free-for-all style episode? And if that, who do you think would win? Uh, so, okay. couple questions then. Level 20 or level whatever we end the campaign at? Let's say it is a max level battle royale. Oof. Ooh. 
Uh, I don't even know what a blizzard does at level 20. So if you go to that right My money's on chalk. Read up to level three. Yeah, well, I I feel like it'd be a spellcaster just because it's one of those things where it would depend on if someone could get locked down or not. Because like if the second on the like I, on the one hand, I think chalk would just win because between all the druid extra like shape change health, there's mm -hmm. not much you can do to break through it. Even if you're Tevruk, who would end up with like a bajillion actions on a turn. Um. <laughs> so, but I think. I mean, if things can go right, I it's again, it it just depends on if like it, how the spellcasters would do, and if essentially Tevru could get enough off in a round to just smash one. Hmm. Because at the same time, Chuck would be scary, but he could just get destroyed immediately by uh, Tally or Tevruk in a single turn. That is true. If it goes right. So let me let me tack on to that question then real quick, okay? You watched the first season of Critical Role, right? Yes, I did. You you watched that battle royale at the end, right? The end end one, I watched like half of it and then got bored because the there wasn't a lot of character stuff and stopped. Did, did you get up to the point where um, Sam uses feeble mind on on Keyleth, where Scanlan casts feeble mind on Keyleth and she fails mm -hmm. to save? Yeah, and like useless. Yeah. Again, but that's it. That was the thing. Do you think she should have been able to to continue wild shaping? I don't know. It depends on whatever the, the rule at the time ends up being because it's a split-second choice, right? Unless, it would, be, it would be something Mike would have to think about beforehand. So Can, mm. can I respond to that one? I, I, agree with, I agree with everything that Adam's about to say. Okay, <laughs> so the ability of a druid to shape change is mm -hmm. magical in nature. So if you're feeble-minded and you are effectively unable to even perform a cognitive sentence uh, effectively you have less intelligence than your your resident house cat or hamster for that matter there's Thank you. no way in hell you should be able to shape change so suck it matt mercer sorry anyway long story short is that uh it just again it would depend on the roles at that level i wouldn't win because i can't roll very high and again the second <laughs> I have a couple of tricks, but at the end of the day, like I don't think I have much in the ways of actual like stuff. So I think it would come down to whether people make or fail saves, whether someone can get pinned down, and essentially if one of the, the martial classes can roll high enough. Because again, if Tally crits someone on a sneak attack, it doesn't matter what they are; they're going to take like two hundred damage. So I, I think that it would to be determined on uh based upon adam's uh roles as a diviner for his portents to be mm. quite honest but again you can you can pop those. those would be deadly mm -hmm. yeah if, you, if, if we team could, up and pop them early it doesn't matter like if he if, if he pops the portents off it doesn't matter like what you what what your roles are going to be like all he has to do is use one of his high level spells that it's like a save or complete incapacitation situation and he mm -hmm. says, yeah, you got a one for that role. <laughs> but so at the same time that he he takes out two people, one person, I think. So you can only probably portent one dice at a time, I'd assume. At that mm -hmm. level, you can portent, I think it's three or four times a day. Oh, okay. It's, well, then. That's rough. Well, shit. So is this the new plan? If we ever do But that also depends on, that assumes you get four little rolls, right? What if you end up, again, yeah. depends on all the rolls. What if you roll 17, yeah. 18, 19, 16? 
like yeah but if he targets if he targets the people he thinks are serious threats first with that uh he, he's good because even if mm-hmm. he gets really really good roles the situation that would occur is he he'd use those portents <laughs> on himself to ensure that he hits with like some pretty devastating spells right then again but if we spray out pop them early then it again True. it depends on how the characters would do it whether everyone would agree to team up to level the playing field on player we know would have an advantage and then kind of divide and conquer from there again it's it's ugh, you'd have to do it to find out long story short you have to play the game you have to play the yeah. game yeah. to be honest i have i have zero interest in battle royales well i wouldn't want to fetch off you're my friend Segwaying from there tally uh-huh if you had to take a guess what the mirror does what do you think it actually does i i mean i i've always just assumed that it sucks up dark essence and stores it until you can empty it into something else kind of the way it's been functioning or does it have a secret it does what it says i mean it could it could be way worse um than what i think it is but i just kind of i just kind of view it as like a a pitcher that i'm filling up and Mm -hmm. once it's full it needs to be dumped somewhere perfect right into almost mouth yeah just right in there i don't even Um, understand that (laughs) (laughs) you're consuming all of the darkness i'm pretty sure you're an evil evil person <laughs> for some dark space ritual we discussed this i mean we know that immediately so yes. then to tack on to that question not along the same line of thinking but just to tack on to it your backup character race and class mm. Mm. see i am not like uh most of the players here um i don't have backup characters i have an idea of what mm-hmm. to do, but if and when that happens, I would like for it to be a surprise. All right, perfect. Yeah, Let but no saying, grand plans. Just so you're saying I have to kill you to find out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we've already talked about it, you know. <laughs> um, but he's the only one that knows, and I would like to keep it that way. Mm. Yeah, I can tell you from Ooh. personal experience, Jenny is absolutely all or nothing with character creation yeah as soon as she's like this is the character i'm making i I haven't read her backstories but i've just seen the pages Mm -hmm. and it's it's enough to be a module i think pages (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. multiple s's yeah yeah um and it's either that or she's like nope i have nothing else as soon as this goes bad i will write out another four pages for the next person but until then not even thinking about it yeah well i also kind of think that like if I'm planning for this character to die, am I really invested in this character? True. You know, like if I'm just waiting for, you know, uh, Tali to pass on so I can play this new thing, like what's the point of playing Tali? Well, I understand. You know, like I might not put 100% into her as a character. That's fair. That's fair. <clears throat> Feeling called yeah. out. no i mean everyone do their own thing but for me like i just there's there's another character that i'm playing in another campaign that is a character that was my very first character but when i first started to play her um that campaign kind of 
fell and we only played like three sessions. And so now I'm playing her in a current campaign with the rest of you losers. How's that current campaign going? <laughs> <laughs> it's a campaign. <laughs> is that, is that good? I will say one other player sent a backstory probably about as long as yours. <laughs> and we'll leave it up to the the viewers and the listeners. If they want to guess, I will tell them. I yeah. have a guess. I don't know exactly really what this backstory All of us know the answer, I I but know. I don't think the crowd will point yet. But all of us definitely know the well, answer. Anyone who listened to the last miscast will probably have a really good guess. Maybe. Maybe not. Oh, side note. Erica, year. What year is that bottle? 2016. 2016. What is it? It's a Raven Conspiracy wine. Do I pick my wine based on labels? Yeah, I do. Yeah, you do. Same. <laughs> oh it's my very God. good, though. Shock, Shock, save me from this. Was the race always Don't meant to be... Ask a question and be mad at the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Was Chuck's race always meant to be lizard men? What other race would you have gone with? That was sent to us by Dad Goals. Um, that's a that's a tricky one. If I were to go with another race for Chalk to sort of keep a very similar backstory in that, I would probably have gone with an orc. Hmm. Very tribal, very primitive, very savage. Wouldn't have the bite anymore, which makes me sad. I mean, you can still bite things. You just wouldn't have... It'd just be bottom tusk. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I could take Tavern Brawler and bite things for mm-hmm. a D4. But, I love but if you did that, there would be no Chalk Fiki. That's true. But we'd have Orc Fiki. Orc Fiki? Yeah. Orc Fiki, okay. His name would probably still be Chalk. And only because I've gotten this question about a thousand times now, and everybody needs to know this about Chalk. Chalk, pick one of the people in the party and eat their face. Who is it? <gasps> I think I know the answer. Yeah, you would definitely eat uh, Tally's face. Yeah. Oh. Oof. Almost does not look like he would be a good meal. And the indigestion no. after that? Oh, yeah. Almost going to give you heartburn. Jack would eat, damn sure. uh, eat Tally. It'll go grow face. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because of her Strangely, we're best too. friends, though. Oh, also, like, he likes goat. Like, uh, it's a nice, <laughs> delicious meat. And she's already got goat got horns. He calls her goat girl. I just assumed it was because of something that happens much, much later that I don't want to... Spoilers. You know, Foreshadowing spoilers. her end. Foreshadowing. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> That'll happen in a couple episodes. Okay, way more yeah, than a couple, like, but... It's recently imminent. Five-ish? In the next 10, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. In the, in the first season, for sure. Uh, 100%. <laughs> That's right. That's accurate. Tavrook. Hello. Jakey boy, how are you? I'm doing wonderfully. How are you, Q? I am in pain, but that's neither here nor there. Let's get to it. Aren't Does we your all? weapon have a name? No. Uh, no, it does not. He, um,. He very much likes his glaive. He values it a lot. But he uh, he definitely still views it very much like pragmatically. So if a better weapon were to come along, he would take it. He's not on he's not on um Team Aviana with them all having personal first names. It's just uh it's just the glaive. 
this whole newscast is just us dumping on Erica. Yeah, I mean, I dumped that myself. Wasn't, that, wasn't, that wasn't dumping at all. <laughs> that was a stating of fact versus different fact. One fact versus different fact. It's all same. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. Yeah, he, you, I mean, you guys have, at this point, you've heard where, you know, he drops it down the stairs. And he was not a fan of that at all. So he kind of threw the plan out the window to get his glaive back. But that was more just, you know, he has an attachment to the weapon and its functionality, not to it like as a, uh, as like a personified thing. So I uh, got another question then from actually from my dear wife uh, to, uh, it could be answered by anybody in the party, but I'll ask it to you. How do you feel so far about your travel companions? And do you think that you'll be in this one for the long haul? How does Jake feel about them? Or how does Tavaruk feel about them? Well, how does Tavaruk feel about them? <laughs> okay. Uh, Tavaruk so far likes them. Um, <laughs> uh, there's, he, he, again, he's very, oriented he's very focused on like the mission at hand coming from like a militaristic background so escaping the prison he was like oh man these guys we're kicking ass and we're running through this place and we're getting shit done and then we get to the mines and then it immediately kind of falls apart where we're falling down mine shafts and it gets real like three stooges um so then he's, he's a little hesitant at this point i think but he still is um he still uh, appreciates them being, you know, having his back uh, right now. And Jake likes them, too. We've got some pretty different characters that are interesting and unique and all kind of have their own thing going on. So it's it's a nice variety. Nice. Sweet. Let's toss that over to Almas. Or Adam. Yes, before. what's up? Same person. Uh, so... <laughs> Completely new and original question. What's your spellcasting focus? Oh, yeah, man. There's like a bunch of charms or maybe there's other things on this body or this person, you know. You know what? You're not just going to be able to get by on being pretty. You know that, right? <laughs> I'll answer no, one day. Let's do a real one. Um, if you had to realistically pick your favorite portents, what would they be? And it can't just be the obvious, which is a natural one and a natural 20. Like what? numbers do you think you can work with the most just to make the game fun and not to you know like min maxi so a good one is whenever you're doing um i haven't done it uh and i haven't done it yet there are certain spells where you know you have to make a save or whatever right um whenever you normally encounter an npc that's just a generic the dm didn't think about this person past that they need to talk to you yeah. i'm like hey here's I have a port have a portent that's one or two below what the save is, mm -hmm. so that if you use it, you have your bonuses and you'll make the attack or whatever. But since they're a generic, they don't even have a stat block. They're a, not a real person, quote unquote. Just yeah. be like, that's your portent for your save. There's no way this random person has a plus two wisdom. They they fail, right? And it's like, all right, well, so you know, like a, I forgot what his spell DC uh, was at the point was, but if it was like, say it was like a fourteen, getting a twelve was perfect because twelve for me hits and makes a lot of people miss. So we're gonna go favorite number twelve. Sure, something nice. in that range. Like eleven, actually, probably would be At better. This I level. like odd numbers. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair. Uh, and you're enjoying the divination class, yeah? Yeah, it's pretty fun. Um, 
looking back on it, yeah, I don't think I would change. I think especially for the character, I think it works out the most. Mm-hmm. So those portents, man, they're fun. <laughs> yeah. Think you would have uh, did a halfling instead of uh, the race you chose? No, I don't want to be too. Could you imagine if I had luck and portents? That'd be ridiculous. Yeah, oh, I know. God. Just roll. Just take the luck Please sound too. more torn up about it. <laughs> Definitely just doesn't happen in the really future. Good, yeah, go roll really good stats right off the hop, and then just take the feet. That'd be yeah. That'd be deadly. You essentially would control half the battlefield on your turn each time. Yeah, just like being able to control stuff. Yep. It's, real fun. It's, a, it's a deadly class. How do you feel? And we're going to use your question to segue into the group thoughts. Mm-hmm. What was your initial thought process or like, what are your initial feelings the second you guys started adventuring through the mine? Hmm. Can you expound upon that? Ex- expound? Yeah. What do you, you mean expand? by that? Give me, give me some word to work with. What do you mean? <laughs> what was my thought process? <laughs> You well, if you think about it, like the way the way he kind of comes off is like you know he's like I like I said he's the guy who smiles in your face while he has the the, the dagger hidden behind his back. It, knowing that you're going into somewhere where there's only one way in, one way out that you guys know, with a bunch of people who you only just started traveling with, like what was the what's the mindset there? Like is there this unwritten trust of okay if I just stick with them I'll be okay, or is there like a fail safe plan? Like what do you got going through? What's he got going through his head? So pretty much at this point, he, I would say he's only underhanded or quote unquote evil to just like random people. Like the group is someone who can help him. Excuse me. The group are people who can help him and he can help them back. It's like a mutual, it's like a, like a symbiote as the famous Venom movie said, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Please don't ever use that word again. <laughs> but no, like if or you're say cool, it properly. Yeah, I know. Say it right. If you're cool with him, like he's not like a backstabber, but it's like if you get on his nerves or you're just not important to what he's doing, it's like who gives a shit. But like the people that are there for him and can help him and he helps out, like that's all it's all cool. But just don't don't be outside of that circle because then it's just like who gives a shit and he'll do whatever. It doesn't care. So going in this mine, I'm like, yeah, we're good. We'll take care of this. It'll be no problem. We can do this and keep doing other things and continue to move forward. So he was fine. He also has. um. Not a great insight. So once you become friends with him, <laughs> you'll be friends forever. Even though he can tell you what your perception is. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. And his insight <clears throat> still isn't great. <laughs> yeah, no, insight is actually not awful, but it's not the best. So I definitely play that. Like, oh yeah, we'll trust this person. Like immediately with shock, it's like, yeah, get him out. He's cool. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I was but gonna like say if shock o- overall tried stats. Something. Sorry, overall stats no, are pretty solid, aren't they? Generally across the yeah, board. Yeah, that's why. That's why I jumped down the mine shaft because, like, you know, who's got a really, really good dex as a wizard? This guy. <laughs> and really good armor. Really the the highest AC wizard I've ever dealt with. Yeah, the highest DC. AC. AC. Oh, AC. Yeah. yeah, my AC is sixteen without shield. So. That's not bad for a wizard. Yeah, that is. Is that? Bullshit. Is that the acrobatics is, is, that the is acrobatics is plus five. Does it get up to sixteen at some point? It is sixteen from beginning. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> God! I don't think I, mean, I don't think mine was sixteen at the beginning. I saw on uh, I saw on Reddit actually a while ago, and I thought it would have been fun for Almas if Mike would have allowed it in his game. But um, a shield is a a full spell slot, and it gives you the plus five. Some guy mm. in his game runs a, a reaction cantrip called block, and it mm. gives you a plus one AC as a reaction. 
you think actually you segue that to Mike. Mike, you think a rule like that would break a character like Almas? Like do you think it would make him even more powerful, just giving him that extra little plus one or like a plus two, let's say, like a disposable shield spell as a cantrip? As a cantrip, I would say I'd be against it. As a multi-use per day thing, like, you know, three per long rest or like one per short rest kind of thing, mm-hmm. or half your proficiency modifier per short rest, that would be something I'd probably be okay with. But the you might as well just give have that as your constant thing because it's really rare where somebody needs a reaction more than once and was it would it be like the shield spell where you get like plus one or plus two till the end of till your next turn or is it just for that one attack that would be the difference maybe difference right there for me you'd have to find the balance in it right yeah well then i want to open it up then uh to the group tell me about the initial uh as i just asked um adam tell me about the initial thoughts about going into the mine like what is what's driving the group right now getting out Just escaping. Like initially when we first see each other, you know, mm-hmm. we all kind of don't know how long we've been there. We don't know. I mean, well, some of us know why we're there. Um, but how we got there, none of us know. We just want to get out. I mean, we're imprisoned. We don't know if these are good guys or bad guys. We had no idea. That was my whole motivation was just escaping. You found a Trying means to, to get home. Yeah, found a means to escape and just taking advantage of it as soon as you as soon as possible, right? Yeah, it's like I don't know you guys, but if you guys are gonna help me get out of here, nice to meet you. My name's Tali. We can be best friends. And that's, that's how I saw it. Yeah, for almost he was just <clears throat> trying to. We have this mission. I guess I'll do this thing because I literally am in the middle of nowhere and I don't know what's going on. But it's also like I, if I do this, I can move forward towards you know my own goal getting my own power doing my own you know wizard stuff yeah and it's like this is a good group to be with if you're gonna do that kind of a thing so it's just he's very much like hey let's go along let's get it done let's do these things you know maybe calling a favor later or something like that but he's just like let's get it down because until i doing what i need to do i might as well do something you know i'm not worried about it so let's go ahead and do it all right that seems fair yeah, I think I think we're a couple episodes out from you guys getting a lot of these answers in character, too, because yeah. we do uh, we do a pretty close to I think where we are have like a sit down and kind of talk about like hey we kind of all just jumped into this thing and we don't really know each other and what the hell we're all doing here so we should probably like you know have that conversation so that that's coming in game in a bit but. It definitely was a bit of a of a. It definitely was a bit of like a jarring move where, all of a sudden, we all are you know kind of thrust into this situation that we previously had no idea about, and then it's like, all right, cool, like go save the world, weirdos. And uh, the mind was kind of like, all right, well, we took care of the prison, so you know maybe we can do this too. But it was also just yeah, it's very strange. So yeah. then uh, oh, a couple. A couple more questions then before we wrap it up. Uh, let's make it episode specific. Uh, Chuck. Okay. Why the giant goat? Uh, about, uh, well, when it came to uh, goats, I was trying to think of an animal that Chuck would have seen previously that would have been really good on rocky terrain, right? Oh, okay. 
and aside from like giant like giant lizards and other things that uh considering where he's from like he probably wouldn't have seen a lot of things that could accomplish what he wanted but being able to um look at just like a domestic goat and go hey i just want to do that but only bigger <laughs> yeah it seemed like within the realm of possibility and he would probably have seen and not to mention eaten several several goats prior to uh coming across the rest of the party okay perfect perfect let me grab one from uh, i have two more left let's go with tally yeah is tally completely comfortable taking credit for the kills she doesn't yet probably yeah <laughs> as long as the perception's key right yeah Does i she mean a- she's she's probably like because i've got her aligned as like chaotic good so she's okay. probably like the most wholesome character around but she's still kind of a shitbag i mean she was in prison <laughs> for a reason that's fair but she's mostly a sweetheart but she will lie if she has to Piece of shit has no alignment. (laughs) (laughs) Probably does. Yeah, I mean, as long as she can roll that deception, if she's even asked, which she wasn't, so she'll take whatever she can. I mean, she is a thief. Credit, coin, doesn't matter. She'll take it all. All good. (laughs) All right, then final question I'll leave up to anybody who wants to answer it. Uh, It's generic, but I think it's still a good question. What was the initial reaction when you came across the temple? Kill this guy. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. So I was metagaming that part. Eat this guy. <laughs> I was metagaming. Well, that's why I actually didn't do it. But when um, Aviana went in there and she was all like, you know, very respectful, all about religion and all that stuff. I'm like, it would be so funny if we came behind her and just murdered this dude. Like, our, But of course, like our characters wouldn't know that she was friends. Like, I'm not going to do that. But to me, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I want to murder this dude because she's like so about it and she's all father and we just come in and murk the dude and walk out and that, to me that'd have been <laughs> hilarious but i was just like all right old man can we fucking go fucking because again being a wizard yeah he didn't give a fuck about that shit no nah, true enough no yeah i don't i don't think i Tavruk was expecting to find a temple like in the mine like that seemed like i don't know I guess it makes sense that they kind of have like their alignments and they would be in the different like areas that their God watches over. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense for like the Terran God or the Terran to be like in a mountain. So it checks out once you think about it, but it was definitely not what I was expecting to come up on. And every, you know, everything underground is, is approached as if the worst thing ever is inside of it. It's like, oh, a building a building underground? Cool. There's got to be monsters in there. So we're just going to have to kill whatever that thing is. And then it turns out I it was just an usually, old man. That's usually a fair assumption, though, right? Like, when you come no. across this gigantic temple underground, there's yeah. going to be monsters inside of it. Yeah, continue. Boy, am I glad I traveled with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Would you like to know why there was a temple underground? We assumed it was sense. because of what you told us. Terra, that yeah. he was there to protect the mine. Yes, but I actually looked up schematics for salt mines. And there's a particular one in Poland that caught my eye. And if you follow along, oh, it's actually, yeah. it actually looks very similar to it. I changed a few things. 
but uh, it actually had a chapel in it. And I thought that was kind of cool. So I uh, threw one in there too. I mean, I guess that makes sense. You got to think that most of these guys back in, you know, like the old timey days were like living there. They probably still went to church. Churches generally control most things for them to have a place of worship. You need hope. In a lot of cases, if those mines were deep enough, people were actually living their entire lives underground rather than traveling back to the surface all the time. So like you, the older mines, you'd actually find um, like communal living areas, not to mention places where like miners would sleep and everything else. Right. That's why they had those barracks, uh, basically like a clinic down in the mine because people there. Yeah, the clinic and the cafeteria that we, that we harvest all of those delicious rations last so long. <laughs> they last me so long. When are we coming up with a shirt that says got rations? Oh, we could do that right now. Tyroo's got it. Yeah, fair. We need to get to something something plus math <laughs> first. Yeah. Just the yeah, D20, D20 plus, plus math, math or I'm waiting for I'll the mother of dicks. I'll see what colors I have at work tomorrow and I'll prototype a shirt. Mother right. of dicks. Oh. Mother of dicks. Does that become a that. staple in the campaign at this point, Tina? Okay, I'm definitely not the only person Tally now who has cursed upon the mother of dicks. So. Tally does it no. more than you now, I yeah. think. Or Jenny does it. <laughs> well, Jenny. Listening, if you can tell us the amount of times somebody has cursed the mother of dicks. <laughs> You will get a free inspiration point, and if it's actually correct, uh, we'll think about sending you a t-shirt. Maybe. Hmm. Uh, we also need that total for how many drinks Tali had at that Absolutely. <laughs> Send us your t-shirt ideas. We'd love to hear them, along with your questions, because that's what drives this show, is the you guys ans- asking us questions so that I can relay them as best as I can to the cast, and then they can answer them. I think, though, that's going to wrap this one up. And that'll do it for this episode of Miscast. So again, I'd like to thank everyone who is here for being here. You guys are really awesome to listen to. You guys are a lot of fun to actually follow along in the story. And I've been really enjoying it. And all people who are sending in questions are really enjoying it. So make sure y'all keep it up, okay? Yay. We'll do it. What's and- done, done. <laughs> <laughs> Can't make any promise. And for the rest of you, you can head on over to the or Twitter and submit questions there to get a chance to have them featured and answered by the amazing people you've just been listening to. But that's we also do. have Facebook. They also have Facebook, apparently. They, they add something new every time we record this. And then there's going to be a LinkedIn. And then We're going to have a LinkedIn. A, it's just going to get out of control. Until Maybe on Google Plus. Oh, God, no. Why? A what? <laughs> the Isle of Misfit TikTok. A Google Plus account? Oh, I mean, yeah, TikTok. I'm we will not have a TikTok. I refuse to have a TikTok. <laughs> or a New concept. Or whatever it's called. D- D&D on Vine. Anybody? <laughs> Six seconds at a time. It's one turn. It's perfect. Let's just play. Well, actually, yeah. If you were to do it to Vine, it would just be one at a time. It's a 20. It hits. I do damage. Game over. There you go. That's See it. you next Until next week, guys, may your hits be crits, your failures be hilarious, and always spread the love, and just make sure to have fun. You stay frosty out there.